0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And
2: Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best
1: bits of this
2: afternoon's show. Well, of course, we had a chat, and Andy... Told us how he got on at the FA Cup final. Yeah. We um, talked about various things. You got involved as well at times. Kevin Day came in, the comedian and writer and uh, Palace fan. And we looked back over the Premier League weekend. Um, and we gave you some clips of the week pewter, didn't we? Yeah, From good 2009. Fun. So um, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy, yes.
3: Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. And how uh, was your weekend at the Cup Final? You had a good, well, you had a good day. I had a lovely day. Yeah, nice atmosphere on Wembley. Yeah, pretty, way. Nobody no, sticking pretty, fireworks up there. Well, backside. Uh, no, nothing like that. There was usually unpleasant songs, but you. Because that, that has become the marker now, isn't it? Have you had a
2: good day or a bad day? I, I measure every day if I go somewhere against whether someone fired a uh, firework out their backside at any point and if they didn't I generally think it's quite a good day talking
3: about that though I don't know what caused whether it was flares or whether it was something Wembley did but the, s- the smoke ruined the first 15 yeah. minutes for everyone we couldn't see it was like Who who's bought this job lot of flares we had them the other night I mean flares at, at football mm. matches in
2: this country are pretty rare aren't they but in Not the last, at the moment. In the last they've couple really of weeks come, yeah, they've really someone's, come back. someone's obviously gone out of China uh, well, you saw the pitch at Everton with a plane. yesterday it was
3: scarred with the blue from those. Yeah, it's just noticed lots of them. They had a, they had a fire yeah, marshal on yeah. hand, didn't they? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. But Firing it was the it Everton was, game yesterday. It was a good, it was a good game. I mean, not as good as the final in in February because of the weather. You yeah. know, but I thought both teams. You said it was very hot in the stadium. Oh, yeah, boiling. It really? was really hot in the sun, I and mean, the pitch was in shade by the end. But you know, it was still. there's no air in there as you saw by the fact that the smoke didn't dissipate and we had chances they had chances they obviously had a bit more of the ball than we did but you know to play this obviously brilliant team four times and not losing the season you've got to be quite proud about that and you know, look, penalties are penalties. I mean, I am fascinated by all these people that, you know, oh, yes, it was down to these German fellows and it was down to this... Uh, the neuro... Uh, the neuro experts, uh, Some expert in Norway said, oh, yes, Tuchel got it wrong, but Klopp got it right. You think, you know, have you seen Mount take a penalty? <laughs> it's just, that's what it was. They took, these two teams have taken 33 penalties mm. and Chelsea missed two more than Liverpool yeah. did fair enough it happens you know i sure. think there's a lot of rubbish spoken you don't about think there's always. any neuroscience no, involved no. but i i enjoyed the final i enjoy i always love abide with me that's a great moment and, yeah uh, and pete tong who i thought was a good rhyming slang metaphor for what happened in the penalties he yes. was there doing the djing nice so it was all right you know um but the people still join in with abide with me was it a do. bit like uh, sort of singing hymns <laughs> at a wedding? Or? I've no idea because yeah. I was singing very loudly, so right, I couldn't okay. hear whether anybody else was. I, re- I really enjoyed it. But, you know, it, it- two very, very good teams not that much between them and, mm. uh, you know, but listening to uh, Adrian and Carol on the way home, it was like, you know, you think Liverpool won 5 nil, and they are the greatest. <laughs> no, seriously, you would. Like, the greatest team that's ever yeah. lived. You think, well, come on, they haven't beaten Chelsea over four attempts at, this season. So, yeah, all right, they're a very, very good side, but, you know, they didn't actually win the tie. They won the penalty shootout, yeah. uh, which is good enough for them. Uh, uh, talking of penalties... You're not bitter. No, I'm no. not, really. It's frustrated. I yeah. Mean, I thought, you know, you've got to be proud of the way that Chelsea put it in. They had a lot mm. of, you know, there had no strikers on the bench. I mean, I wouldn't have taken Lukaku off because he, A, he's a penalty taker. Yeah. B, he can always get you a go. I thought it was a bit of a strange move if you didn't have a striker on the bench. I didn't think he looked particularly tired. So I thought that was strange. But, you know, there we go. Uh, to your Fine game, margins. I mean... Oh, yeah, my, our You game. know, wow. Under God, the current, current rules, that is a penalty, but under the, the rules, laws of the game, the bloke who actually invented football, I don't think when he came up with penalties, he thought that was what we was thinking of. I mean, yeah. it's, that should never be a penalty. I agree, it is, mm. but it should never... Be. How should it work? I mean, I, I went to the loo.
2: I, mm. I'd given up on that particular half so... uh um, I, I popped down to the loo, and when I came
3: back, I looked on the. I just come and nobody back a, Nobody appealed. I mean, if nobody you, appealed. If you yeah. qualify for Europe, she sends Stuart Atwell a nice present, nice gift. Because honestly, <laughs> he didn't need to get involved with that. He, if he if he'd not called it, it would have been. Well, but no, but, one no, but he did, it. Andy.
2: Within the, oh, you know, I'm going to sound like bores but within the laws of the game, he did. Well, the referee because didn't give it. That's what's yeah, but you know, it, that's because they would say he didn't see it the way he, he should have it, done. I think it. Kevin Friend. Once that happens, once, you know, he knows what the laws are. Mm-hmm. Of course, well, he's a Premier League referee. I hope he does. But once he has been, his, his, his attention has been brought to that, he has to give it. He's got no choice. He'll get his backside kicked otherwise. It doesn't make it right. I no. totally agree with you. It was a horrible, nervy game and it was a really tough watch. But fair play. They got over the line. Yeah. I tend to Bars agree with Conte. Post, but
3: they, they, got, they yeah. got it done and that's all that counts at this yeah. stage of the season. Winning ugly. But it's interesting, between Chelsea and Liverpool, I mean, so many chances 240 minutes of football yeah. the XG should have been about 3-3 but only two each on target in 90 minutes which I was interesting well, but XG if you ever want to know that XG is a complete and utter waste of time yeah. Everton's XG was better than Brentford's yesterday oh really <laughs> it's a joke isn't it It's abs- get rid of it we don't need it it's nonsense now, something we didn't get around to doing the other day that we
2: could uh, do today, if I can find the, the, the right piece of paper, which, of course, I know here is. Now, I don't think we mentioned this, Andy, on Friday, did we? I think you may have seen the story. Um, con- now, the Conservative Club, the local Conservative Club, imagine it's a fairly sedate yeah. uh, place. Uh, I used to play in uh, in a... I used to pl- I played a few Conservative clubs back in the day when I sort of played in mm. bands, you know, just sort of Saturday sure. evening things. Yeah. And, um, you know, fairly sedate places, you would think. So it was interesting that a little while ago, um, they booked at the Colliery... I um, know oh where was it? The Siam Conservative Club in Durham. Mm-hmm. They booked a, deathly, a, a wrestling death match. Oh, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? <clears throat> Brilliant. Did you see this? Yes, I did. The Colliery Championship Wrestling uh, took place and the two guys properly went for it. The bout ended at the local Connie Club with two blood-soaked contestants who uh, set about each other, smashing glass tubes over each other's heads as parents and kids uh, watched on. I think the committee will be meeting, of course. That's what I call
3: entertainment. To
2: decide. (laughs) But it did strike me that sometimes in life you get quite unsuitable entertainment for a particular uh, venue. So, if you've gone along to something and you've thought, blimey, that's a bit off. That's not quite what I was expecting. I I, I used to play, we had this little uh, jazz quartet I played with. The guys were much better musicians than me, but I played with these guys. Nice. And uh, they were called, the, uh, named after a tyre salesman from Porth Call that Die Pritchard, our sax player, Yeah. Um. Uh, and with the Mr. Kosky jazz band, right?
1: <laughs>
3: really?
2: So we were just looking <laughs> to do some gigs. Mr. Kosky used to sell tyres around the yep. uh, caravan parks of Port Cork according to Di. And um, we, we said, uh, phoned up, Di booked the gig. He said, yeah, we want to do... They said, yeah, we like jazz here. Uh, Mr. Kosky jazz band or something like that. So we turn up at the venue mm. and there's all these pictures of like uh, sort of cross clarinets and boaters, right? And it says, today, uh, Sunday... It's um, the Mississippi Jazz Band, and they, (laughs) they misheard it over the phone. (laughs) <laughs> they thought we were going to give them like, two hours of Kenny Ball, banjos, clarinets. Harkless, yeah. and it was going uh, to take you back to the old days of the Mississippi. They were in for a bit of a shock when uh, <laughs> Dye started playing the music from a Czech cartoon. <laughs> a lot of honking going on there was. Not idea. It wasn't that kind of jazz. Anyway, um, we digress. Um, the wrong turn at a suitable venue. Do let us know the two wrestlers who, uh, who were covered in claret at the local conservative club in Seam. Talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089- Tweet to TSHNG, and that can include um, entertainment at the football or any sporting event as well, of course. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: You've been telling us about the odd entertainments that were booked to unlikely venues. Mm. The Conservative Club uh, in CM uh, up in Durham uh, booked the Colliery Championship wrestlers who really went for it with a wrestling death match uh, with the two uh, blood-soaked wrestlers uh, hitting each other with glass tubes as the kids and <laughs> parents looked on. Mm. Uh, Mismatch Entertainment and Venues. I went along to a community eco-fun day Um, says Parish which had a few stalls including sales of second hand kids bikes, face painting and the like the organisers arranged the bouncy castle Uh, all good until the guy running it got the tunes up and running everything was high energy disco anthems not that there's anything wrong with that but it was a bit surreal seeing the wee ones bouncing around to the club remix of Male Stripper by Man to Man featuring Man (laughs) so (laughs) a lot of men there there are um and another one here. I was once searching for a day out with kids' website, looking for somewhere to take my then three-year-old daughter. One of the suggestions was a show called Dream Boys. On closer inspection, I realised they weren't characters from a kids' TV show. No, that could have been a bit of an eye-opener for the kids. Thank you, Matt. You can keep those coming. Uh, unusual entertainment, possibly wrongly booked, I don't know. Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet J. Very shortly, Kevin Day will be here. Right, a comedian... Palace fan, they could have a big say. Certainly at the bottom of the table with a game at Everton later on uh, in the week. We'll be chatting to Kevin and looking at some of the big stories from the weekend's football.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: We're going to reflect on some of the big talking points uh, from the Premier League weekend. Uh, Kevin Day, comedian, writer, Palace fan, makes a welcome return to the studio. We'll do just that. Good afternoon, Kevin.
3: Hello there. Yeah. yeah. Before um, we start, so yes. I know you I, I, I did a bit of research on Pallas's right so I wanted on. to see. Well, I knew you were coming in and I wanted was to it, see. Was it the intern's day off? <laughs> <laughs> he has a full staff now. How there, dare you? Yeah, I've got a staff of writers, as somebody said to me last week. Yeah. Do You've do you <laughs> got <laughs> a writer's room this all this Somebody said, Do you have a team of writers?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you'd sack them after a week. Imagine <laughs> the turno. It's hardly the show of shows, is it? If you Not
4: have. really Lads, what
3: have you got for me? Do
4: Roy Hodgson's voice. Yeah. That's what I've got. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: Palace are the only team below 8th with a positive
4: goal difference Mm. it's fascinating that they've drawn
3: 15
4: games wow and I think it's our first certainly our first positive goal difference in the Premier League which is it's a 28 goal swing I think from last season as well um, before we talk about that, though, I'm slightly baffled. I, I, as I came in, you were talking about miners fighting to the death.
2: Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, the colliery wrestlers. It oh, was the two right. wrestlers, Ronnie Thatcher and Blizzard, which sounds like a vent <laughs> act, but they were the two wrestlers who uh,
3: Thatcher's that appropriate.
2: Worked at <laughs> the conserve, the colliery championship wrestling at the, and they put on a turn. Apparently, they're great mates, the pair of them. And the following day, Blizzard was out having breakfast with
4: his girlfriend. Nice. No hard feelings. They so, sound. Uh, they sound like local siders, don't they? Yeah. Before I know we're talking mm. about the games one by one, but can I just say yesterday yeah. was living proof of why some continental football fans are baffled by the Premier League? French fans, Italian fans will be going, Why are Palace and Villa kicking lumps out of each other? Mm. Why are Brentford trying so hard? It's probably arguably the only division certainly in Europe where Teams with nothing to play for take the game so seriously. Yeah, I,
3: like Villa Liverpool last week. I, I, exactly yeah, the same. Exactly. And I
4: know there's a million pounds for each place you finish higher up, but even if there wasn't, there's it, something in the psyche of English football and Scottish football where they yeah. take every game really, really seriously. It's good. It's yeah. a good good, It's thing. great. i sure the yeah. Watford
2: fans would agree after well, that
4: shoeing they got from Leicester. Well, Watford, Roy Hodgson, God love him. Yeah, Roy. are I actually feel for him sometimes. There was an in the interview last week. He actually sounded like... And trying to be funny? It's just, yeah. I, I don't. If I was a Watford fan, I wouldn't have him back in the ground after what he did at Palace. That bizarre interview when he clapped to all three sides at Palace and ignored the Watford fans, yeah. and then said afterwards it was too far away, and then randomly said I've had chingles. <laughs> I wonder if they will bring in Rob Edwards no, come the last Rob game, Edwards. Just... what's the appeal of,
3: of, of Rob well, Edwards he wants a to start a good, good look at the players before you oh mate that is a,
2: I won't say what it is but it's a sandwich and not a particularly attractive one that Do you will know be handed there
4: I, I thought the sensible thing for Watford I thought would be to get Sean Dyche back in But and they've done something so un-Watford because they, to bring in a young English manager is so unlike them because yeah. normally they would go for a, a Italian second division manager you haven't heard of but they need it's an overused word in football identity but until two three seasons ago Vicarage Road is always a good away game because they got a lovely Irish pub for away fans next to it but it was horrible away game so you knew what you were going to get Troy yeah. Deeney's Watford the fans were always up for it you knew what you were going to get from the players it was hard they had that
3: mm.
4: Blinking Hornet banging his drum all the way through, and now that all that's gone. When we played against them, we beat them one nil, it should have been seven or eight. That's all gone. Even the Hornet's half hearted now, yeah. he's not his, his heart's not in the drumming anymore, and they need to get that. They need to get that back. It used to be such a difficult place to go well, to. Well, look, maybe well, now
2: Rob Edwards has gone in. Maybe it is a change of philosophy because the stuff we should wish Ben Foster well. He's he's uh, said he's leaving the club. He's been fantastic for them, and I'm sure he's still got plenty. He's still a great goalkeeper. Great keeper. keeper. Yeah. But um, he said there was a you know he, he felt you know paraphrasing there were players maybe that weren't putting it in as much as some of the others did, and yeah, yeah. You, you know that's a, that's a, the shape of the sometimes the Pozzo's Recruitment, isn't yeah. it? They're picking all these players up, and someone putting a shift in, and they're letting some of the others down. Maybe they need
4: to to look at that. I, I think I think they do, but the trouble is that that takes two or three years, and football fans don't want to wait two or three years. I don't, I don't think it helps putting them in that shirt. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> even the best player in the world, their heart must sink when they walk in the dressing room and think, "Oh, got to wear that all the way from, <laughs> for nine years." But Foster's comments after the Palace game were incredible yeah. when he said. There are, there are players here that will give it 100% for 60 minutes and then you, you can see them virtually give up. Yeah. Oh, just for him to say that out loud yeah. is, is astonishing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
2: where else you? And they're, they're, Look, I mean, again, I, I'm i not a West Ham fan, but um, I think a lot of fans from all clubs, we all love a one-club man. We also they, You always feel they have a special place in your heart, so you should salute Mark Noble. I thought it was nicely done by West Ham. I, I thought he? it
4: was... They love one of their own, don't they? Of course they yeah. do. But I've met him a couple of times, Mark Noble. He's really nice bloke, really yeah. interesting. Mm. He's a proper mod, which I like. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it, it was brilliant, that send-off, because he's, he's still a really good footballer. And I, I I thought it was very interesting that he said I wanted to be the one who decided when to stop playing football. I didn't want football to retire me. Yeah. So he's going out at oh, Harby. You you feel, you you hope that they get some kind of emotional help, because after somebody who's dedicated his life to that football club and playing football to suddenly not have that in your life it, was, it must be a huge wrench so you hope there's someone to keep an eye on him he'll mentioned. be back in the dugouts he'll be back in the, oh, the coaching the, staff won't he really you'd, very you'd, soon you'd think so yeah but that yeah. was I mean the, the performance itself from West Ham was a fitting tribute especially in the first half. I always yeah. oh, I think a lot of people mm. thought West Ham was going to be City's hardest game and I thought that was i think they're different when you play west ham and they they haven't been playing in europe and they're flogged they're a really good side I mean, yeah. it makes a what big I think, difference I, I think people have got very short memories they've forgotten how bad west ham mm. were before we went into uh, arguably the pandemic did them a favor because they weren't playing in front of really angry frustrated fans but they're a really good football team and hmm. you wouldn't look at them and think that's a David Moyes team, especially the way they, they go forward. I mean, they're well organised, which is what you expect, but going forward, they're, they're really exciting to watch and, and I'm quite annoyed with Boeing because he turned Palace down a couple of seasons ago and it didn't bother me. I didn't think he was yeah, good. Liverpool enough, but Liverpool cover him. They want him. They're he's quite a, interested it, in he's him. A he's player. a really good I'd, player. I'd be interested to see whether Southgate turns to him for the England squad in the World Cup. Yeah. I think he deserves a play. It's finishing. He's fantastic for someone who's meant to be a winger. He's got a great head over the ball, you may
3: notice. Yeah. But uh, he's a, he's a trivia winger. Makes up in um, I don't know if
4: you saw, talking of Liverpool, James
2: Milner after the cup final. You going into dad mode. He said you, He said to some of the players, he said, you never know it's going to be your last. You go into the dressing room after the game, all the lads are straight on their phones, and I'm saying, you've won the FA Cup, get off your phone. <laughs> he said, yeah, you've got 40 or 50 messages, but you get on the bus and you can deal with that. You're lucky to be a footballer, lucky to play in any final, and to win 10 medals. If you said that to me at the start of my career, I'd have been pretty happy. But like, go on, saying to these
4: young kids, get off your phone. <laughs> it, it, he's a funny one, Milner, because you talk to people like Peter Crouch, they will say... He's the funniest footballer there is, mm. and he'd say, "Well, can you tell him to let his face know that?" <laughs> or because or, he doesn't show it. I mean, and he, but there's also... been lots of footballers, Kevin. You probably
2: interviewed him yeah. in your match of the day days where you, you know, they give you a complete straight back but as soon as that camera's off or the mic's down, they're like a different person. It's a kind of like Stepford footballers. I think they try and portray an image so they wouldn't get asked to do media stuff.
4: Yeah, they, they learnt very quickly on Match of the Day too not to let me do the grown-up interviews. They didn't, let <laughs> nice me to loose. Enjoy they didn't let me loose on the likes of James Milner. But I mean, again, he's another one. He's, he's right, though, because he's, mm. I don't think anybody at the start of James Milner's career at Leeds looked at him and went, this is a. England international in the making. He's going to be in the Premier League for a long time, and he's one of those who's made the most of the talent he's got. And he's a player that every Premier League club would love to have in their squad. It's, it's, it's a, again, it's an old cliche, but he leaves everything on the on the pitch. Yeah. But uh, his his sense of humour is interesting because he started to play up to the idea that he hasn't got a sense of humour. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. He's embraced it, which is probably it, a mark yeah. of him, really. Yeah, but it, I, I'd again, say. I imagine he's one of the players in training who does the same thing to the players who are on their phones. It's like yeah. Oh, well, and it's really they should be. I know the FA Cup is slightly devalued, but they should be in there with the champagne and the pulling each yeah. other's shorts off and throwing stuff over the manager, shouldn't they? Not as an f-
2: event, Andy. I mean, you've been to loads of FA Cups. Your first one was Too Howard many. Kendall played in it, didn't he? The First <laughs> <laughs> 1960- one you went to. Played in it. <laughs> yeah, 1964. He played in <laughs> it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a long time. So I you've been. I to was a only couple- about thirteen. But, is it, you know. Kevin says it, it's diminished. I mean, once you're there and it's your team
3: on Cup final day, no, i five with still, me. In the mix. It's still a wonderful still, day. It Still feels yeah, special, doesn't it? I mean, you went to the semi final. It's yeah. still a great. When you a couple of years ago, yeah, there's something special about it. I and mean, the whole thing, it's just you know, it's hard for me to sort of be too subjective about it because obviously we didn't win, and it you know was very very disappointing. But what can you do? You know?
4: I find the semi final. We had a great day in the semi final. We had a there's a <laughs> This pub that we went to by the canal in Harlesden, which is fantastic. Would you like
2: it? Do you like it at Wembley? No, no. my point is going to be:
4: you leave the pub and you've had a fantastic day by the canal in this lovely Mm. pub. But the closer you get to Wembley, the more your heart sinks. Mm. Because the once you're in the ground, fine, but the process of getting from the tube and as many teams will find out in the playoffs, it's a really dispiriting, unfriendly process. Mm. And the the events in the Euro final didn't help because obviously security is ramped up but for that for the hour that it takes you to get into the ground itself it's a joyless thing i I still think i'm the proudest Londoner in the world the national stadium should be in the middle and somewhere it should be more accessible Mm. especially the semi-final weekend you had that nonsense it's something about when you come
3: out the station though and you see the stadium and i was with two people on saturday who hadn't been to a final and you know loved chelsea but hadn't been to a final and it was a big thing for them and as
4: they walked down wembley way They were really excited. If you get to walk down Wembley Way, it's fine. But if you're at the other end and the tube you're directed to is the Bakerloo line one that's on the wrong side of Wembley and all you get is a walk down the high road... I know that's horrible. That's horrible. (laughs) That is the worst. you're right does take about an hour to get to that stadium. But but I still think the national stadium... Because we saw that at the the semi-finals when the the trains from the north weren't going to to London. Mm. It was ludicrous. Mm. And it's just... I mean, it's a fantastic stadium, but it's like Arsenal Stadium. It's a fantastic stadium, but it doesn't feel quite... Like, and I, also the final. I still think. I know it's impractical. I still think for the FA Cup there should be a replay. I still think. I know you can't fit it in, but just for the FA Cup, I understand in World Cups you can't. Do for the that. FA Cup <clears> final. For the FA Cup <clears throat> final, I want yeah. to see a replay before it goes to penalties because it's well, some, for me that. Texas. We would have still gone to penalties even a Probably, yeah, maybe so yeah, they couldn't right. really separate them but I'm all for that having witnessed
1: mm. one of the best games I ever
4: saw yeah, was FA the FA Cup final best best goals, of yeah, yeah yeah one of the greatest goals
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
2: well, Hawksby Annie Jacobs here on Talk Sport Kevin Day with us in the studio we were just chatting about those comments from James Milner imploring the younger players in the Liverpool dressing room after the Cup final to get off their phones and live in the moment because you don't get them many cup finals so we'll have some great get off your phone moments when you've in the end you've had no choice but to say Get off your phone. Uh, do let us know this <laughs> afternoon in what circumstances that was. Talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J and your team Palace, you said uh, a, a, on the face of it pretty meaningless game between Villa and Palace um, w- was uh, a decent contest. Mm,
3: top 10 finish.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but as you quite rightly said, you know, there's not a lot riding on it but both teams properly uh, go for it. But, you you know, you could have a big say on Thursday at Goodison Park, couldn't you? In Everton's um, survival
4: I think with the Villa Palace game any teams managed by Stephen Gerrard and Patrick Vieira are not going to be taking the day off no. we I, I think we're, we're not bad away from home right uh, I, I think Everton in for a difficult game against us I, I think whatever happens it, it's going to be I think the first time in a while at the last day just two teams whatever happens Burnley mm. and Leeds will be fighting it out possibly three teams fighting it out which if you're not a fan of those three teams is really Exciting, but mm. you just uh, that Brentford result shocked me yesterday, and also Frank Lampard's demeanour afterwards. Frank Lampard's clearly a good manager, he's going to be a great manager, but he's learnt a lot. He's obviously been watching Roy, nothing's ever my fault, Hodson, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing's ever his fault. And it's you know, the, the two red cards was, were red cards, simple yeah. as well. You can argue about what happened before them, but I'd, I'd thought Everton would have a difficult game against Brentford, but I thought they'd win that game, and that's really piled the pressure on for Thursday mm. night and Vieira will play the strongest team possible and our strongest team possible is capable of beating anyone. They've
3: got no center heart, They've got a lot of injuries. And
4: all the most uh, amusing moment in that game was that
3: towards the end of the match when Ericsson wisely evaded a 50-50 challenge big <laughs> roaring out and remembering Van Dyke. and what yeah. happened to him. He just went, no, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame <laughs> yeah. him.
4: Well, I think the, the thing with Everton now, however good a job Lampard has done, the damage was done earlier because the two yeah. worst away performances I've seen at Sellers Park were under, under Rafa in the league. They were terrible and mm-hmm. they were worse under Frank Lampard in the FA Cup. And their away form has just been horrendous and it... I mean, the psychologists would have a feel there because if you look at their squad, they're good good players, decent players. But there's so much pressure on them now for that game on, on Thursday that I think, I think they're going to be tense. I think they're going to be yeah. really nervous. I think Richarlison will almost inevitably score the first goal and then we'll probably get, we'll get one back. But I think, I also, my theory is that if Everton and Burnley don't win their games in hand, Leeds will stay up. Because I think Leeds will be so energised by getting a last chance. I just can't see them winning at Brentford. I can, I can see them winning at Brentford. I mean, I've watched a lot of Brentford. a bit of a party
2: atmosphere at Brentford. They've had such a good season. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
4: rightly so. Thomas Frank has got to be in line for manager of the season. We know he won't win it, but he's got to be up there because he's done a fantastic job. I think Ericsson's made such a
3: massive difference. And whoever signs him, whether he stays at Brentford, which is what obviously they'd like to happen, but I don't think we'll... Whoever signs him is really going to benefit. There aren't many players like him i well, I think oh, you're absolutely right. It's a brilliant.
4: I, I I would love him to stay in English football, but it's really interesting to hear a debate yesterday with people saying, "Well, it'd be very ungrateful if he didn't stay at Brentford." But no, he's he's got his career. He's got. He wants to play the best football he possibly can. Yeah. Brentford fans will always love it. I think what Everton and Leeds have done, especially because Everton's physical approach against Liverpool works so well, but Everton and Leeds, they've just obviously said to the players, "Look, we have got to be strong. We have got to be tough. The fans will get behind you." They've just. They've taken it too far. It's worked against them. They haven't controlled their own physicality, which they need to do. When they needed to be calm, they haven't done so. And Rondon, I mean, that seemed like a strange throw of the dice anyway, bringing well, Rondon on. I mean, a mad thing to it's do. A ludicrous thing to do. But again, it's that thing, well, I'll, I haven't had a brilliant season. I'll impress the fans. Mm. And this is what they want, physical football. It's, it's, well, oddly enough, the, uh, the Leeds one, the Dan James one midweek, I mean, even ten years ago, that was not even a yellow card because he got so much of the ball. But under the new rules, mm. clearly, it was a red card. Yeah. But they've they've just become reckless in it. That they could rebound to them. But I I think Leeds have got a really good chance if they, if they go into the last day with a chance, I can see them being the only ones winning. Wow. To be honest. Uh, you mm. can expect a three a.m. firework display or not, as it didn't happen against Brentford. It did work
2: against Chelsea, but not against Brentford. So will they go with it again? I don't. I don't, know. I don't think
4: it's, it's, it's the, the f- two o'clock in the afternoon. Nap fireworks don't have quite the same effect, <laughs> do they? Or, or Mark Gay and Anderson are tucked up. That's true, it's yeah, that's true. it's true. an evening game, it's an evening isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be quite yeah. difficult on a firework display well, at it d- half-past. Well, it, I mean, it, it did work. They did it against Chelsea, they said, didn't they? they clearly I don't think that works. was the reason. Oh, no, I don't think that was the reason either. But the atmosphere was remarkable. But the, the trouble is when the atmosphere... And Leeds fans are astonishing, even at Sellers Park. They were astonishing, I have to say, all the way through. But sometimes at Everton in particular, the atmosphere is brilliant. But when it... If they're, not, if they're not winning after 20 minutes, the tension starts to yeah. Well, understandably. Out, yeah. I mean, of course. A club that size good. find themselves at the bottom, you know. Well, again, again it's that cliche. You, you've got players... There won't be relegation clauses in their contract because mm. a club like Everton would never dream of that they would be in that situation. No. So you've got really, really good players but who have got no idea how to cope in, in situations like this. They're, most of them, the tension has come from playing games at the other end of the table. Mm. So that really does... And, it, and I think people... I don't think they will go down, but I think if they were if they were to do so, it'd be one of the most seismic stories in English football because under Kenwright, who didn't really have a lot of money, but they, they competed efficiently for a decade under Bill Kenwright. And then the new money comes in and it just hasn't worked for them. No. And if, if arguably they've been more financial trouble now than they were under under Kenwright. So relegation, parachute payments notwithstanding, would be a a disaster for him yeah. It really would.
2: We should salute Jamie Vardy as well. Yes. Still going strong. Still hmm. scoring goals. Had a bit of a stop-start season with injury and everything. But you know, when he's on it, I mean, I've heard a few. I mean, Roy Hodgson saying the other day, and uh, maybe they'll, they'll be thinking about him for England. A great wild card off the bench. It seems unlikely. Doesn't it? Uh, but because he has, he probably doesn't want to go. He retired from international football. He was sick of sitting on the bench. Yeah. Well, bear in
4: mind, for Roy, he's still a teenager, as far as Roy's concerned. <laughs> yeah, he's a stripling. But, uh, but he, Le- he's, he's a, a great finisher. He's, isn't a, he? he's a fantastic footballer. And again, he's one of those that you really. It never bothers me when he gives. Palace fans stick when he scores because mm. we've, it's, it's we've given him loads of stick yeah. before and of course he does he's one of those players like Mark Hughes used to be you hated him with every sinew of your body but, but respected but him at the same yeah, time You him but wished wish yeah. he was in your team exactly, exactly that and he's a fantastic finish Leicester I have to say even this season are one of the teams when they click they are without yeah. doubt, one of the most attractive footballing teams in the division mm. I'll be interested to see what happens whether Brendan Rogers thinks it's maybe time to look for a, a Inverted commas, bigger club. Whether he thinks he's done, yeah. Every because they, they won't win the league again. They've won the FA Cup recently, so. But they're a fantastic team to watch, and as a club, they're really admirable because they yeah. always they still bring through young players every season. Their recruitment tends to be quite clever. Yeah, has been good. Yeah. They're yeah, still yeah. chasing
3: top eight finish as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. There was a bit about Rebecca, we're not going to talk about the court case, obviously, but this is this is a, when Jamie scores, this is a friend said, it gives her confidence. Jamie scored two goals and that gave Becky that extra bit of oomph she needed to get through torrid days in court. Oh, okay, well, nice. nice. sort of feeds into that. she should be feeling yeah. great um, today.
2: We haven't looked at we haven't talked about Wolves on Norwich. Yeah, so there's this uh, feeling at the moment about uh, a bit of churn. Uh, Neves are all worried about mm. the, the Wolves fans. It looks like he could, probably could be off. Interesting to see what sort of turnover there is. Um and also you know, a bit of a Norwich, Pookie seemed to be on it. He could have scored about five, he only ended up getting one. But they seem to they seem to go for it a little bit
4: yesterday. It's I think Norwich are <clears throat> really indicative of what the Premier League means. You hear Chris Sutton, who's you know, to paraphrase uh pg woodhouse you it's very easy to tell the difference between chris sutton and a rare sunshine you know i mean <laughs> uh, your, your, your own talk sports andy jacobs is a, is a, yeah, a, very <laughs> hard. a spring lamb compared <laughs> to chris sutton yes yeah. but him him his apoplexy going there's got to be changed from top to bottom at norwich you yeah, we can't keep doing can't keep coming up and going down yet yeah, norwich will go back down to the championship financially secure mm. well-run sustainable club it, it kind of what do you want? You you, you can't be. It's an indictment to, of the parachute payments, though. That
3: uh, Fulham and Norwich haven't played each other for th- six years. Th- yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
4: I I, I, the, the parachute payment argument we could be all day, but you know, two of the clubs that come up will go down, and two of the clubs that have gone down will come up. So mm. to the rest of the clubs, it, it is a nuisance, and it, there, there needs to be a, a, a different way of funding relegation. And and you know, Steve Parish, his his argument is why should Premier League clubs fund? teams that are fighting to take my place in the Premier League I'm not entirely sure I agree with it but that's the point of view of yeah. quite a few Premier League chairmen but if, if you're a Norwich fan you're disappointed but you, there's, there's no there's no worries about breaking the bank to try and stay in the Premier League mm. uh, and I think that's how it should be That's easy for me to say because the you know, first two seasons in the Premier League I'd have been furious if we didn't break the bank to stay in it Yeah, but Wolves again Wolves are one of those teams you wonder where their natural place in the scheme of things is because you kind of get blinded as a, as somebody who loves football history. You, you sort of get blinded by the fact that Wolves in the fifties and sixties were one of the great teams, mm. huge team in in domestically and in Europe. But you wonder where they, where their fans think they belong now as well. And they kind of they've had a good it, season. Though. They've they're had a good eight, season, yeah. but again, they're not. It, it, it's strange. I I used to love watching them. They, they seem to, have, especially at home, they seem to go into themselves a little bit, and it's that kind of their natural. Is Portuguese like a counter-attacking football. Yes, mm, exactly, is, which yeah. is when when you're a home fan and you've paid a lot of money for a season ticket, you don't necessarily want the away team, the home, the away team to have 60%, yeah. 70% of opposition, no matter how effective it, it is. And I, I don't think it's And been quite as, as effective as last season, but yet yeah, it's still possibly top-seven finish. mm Kevin, for we let you go, what are you up to at the moment? You've, I got
2: news for Ewing I see. Yes, been enjoying that's, the series um, so far. Just
4: about to come to an end, and then A League of Their Own comes back. Yeah, uh, working on another book. Uh, oh, okay. Football? football yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice football. So, good. Uh, so, yeah, but I'm reaching that podcast. age. I'm reaching that, yeah, the podcast. Oh, yeah, the we spoke to Kieran
2: down. last week. You were doing yeah. some, you did a show up at Accrington Stanley. I saw you on stage with Andy Holt. You, oh. you managed
4: to persuade Kieran to talk on the radio. Oh, we got him. Oh, we yeah, Reluctantly, we twisted his arm. We went to Accrington to do our live second live show. It's not a live version of the pod, it's a live no. show based around the pod. Andy Holt, the Accrington chairman. Mm. I wish we could have could have broadcast some of the things yeah. he said. Particularly he's very good on Twitter as well, very yeah. outspoken. He was so interested about Gary Neville and about... Yeah. It's just, well, he said, I, FA keep trying to find me and I keep not paying the fines. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> one particularly called an Ipswich fan, a, 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 an Ipswich player, I won't use the word because it mm. involved a swear word. I, I called him that and I said, I've said to the FA, until you prove that he's not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay the fine for calling him it. But it's but it's really interesting to talk to somebody who owns a club at that level and they've yeah. built this fantastic new uh, social facility. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So, we're doing more live shows coming up, hopefully. So. Yeah.
2: They've made football finance interesting. Oh, they
3: have.
4: You two have never sounded more like a married couple than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they
2: have. Yeah. <laughs> remember Brian who lived at 16? <laughs> oh, no, I do. Uh,
3: thank you, Kevin. Good to see you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> coming, Kevin
1: Day you. there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Not really.
2: Um, These are Clips of the Week pewter. They are some old, random Clips of the Week from September, October 2019. The producer has uh, put them all together. We just uh, dust a few off Mm. on a Monday to uh, play some, like, a little time capsule of Clips of the Week. Not necessarily gold, but we can't promise you that. We'll promise you a bit of pewter. So I'll kick us off then with a call to Mark Saggers.
4: Jim is an Evertonian uh, and uh, has also got uh, to, first of all, to tell us, you went to school with somebody uh, well-known and famous as well uh, who, who made it, uh, Jim. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon to you.
4: Who was yeah. it? Uh, said...
2: Yes, it was Ronnie Moran. Ah, right. He was part of um, a family, the Morans.
3: Well, yes. there we are. <laughs> <That's>, that, <laughs> that, was doesn't, his name. that doesn't surprise <laughs> us, does it? Here's Alan Brazil with his co-host, Mike Parry, who's forced to defend himself.
4: You know, you yep. can swear off it because, yeah. you know, mate, I've had many a drink and a, a yep. chat with you outside yep. where your yep. language is diabolical. <laughs> now, excuse me. in front me. of hey. a mic, hey. you're very good. Secure
2: thyself, surgeon, before and look into thyself, Satan. Yeah, nicely, <laughs> beautifully done. He knows all the quotes, doesn't <laughs> oh, Look into thyself, surgeon. <laughs> um, staying with... <laughs> Alan's sounding quite Couldn't young do, there too Up and I've been out with you your language is atrocious <laughs> yeah. uh, when they did the show together Alan and Mike uh, to, to get themselves fired up for a six o'clock start on an ungodly hmm. hour of the morning hmm. and they would uh, go into a side room here at the old <laughs> talk sport building and abuse each other, basically, for, just shout at each other for five minutes, get their energy levels up. It's a good it's idea, I think. Like, we mm. should prep like that. Well, anyway. I think it's a good idea. Five isn't? to one. <laughs> so, uh, there we <laughs> Let's are. Do it on Insight there. <laughs> there into the world of uh, talk. What goes on behind the curtain? What did then, anyway? Um, staying with Big Al. Well, here he is with Ronnie Irani, talking to a friend, many one of their many friends of the show.
3: An old pal, Duff. Uh, a on the line. Duff, how are you, Duff, And what morning. terms? Duff, morning.
4: Duff. Morning, Ronnie. Duff, we're going to talk uh watching training and uh Duff, first of all, how have Arsenal gone in pre season? Are you happy? Duff, 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 Duff. Duff, your put, phone this, bill, Duff. put this numpty to my right uh, right, will you, Duff? Duff, it wouldn't we're happen. But on up that thing, point, Duff, it, it wouldn't happen if the public were watching, mate. Mm. By the way, Duff, football's more and more expensive, I think. Uh Duff, have a great day. Thanks, pal. Duff. <laughs> <I wonder laughs>
3: I mean, what his name is? Yeah, we needed the East theme there. Really. I think we did. It was a real Duff <laughs> Duff moment, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Back to uh Sagas now, this time alongside Mickey Quinn
4: and Alex McLeish, the manager, will be on just a little later on to tell us exactly uh, about the, the possibilities of a takeover. And uh, Stoke City at St Andrews this afternoon.
3: Yeah,
2: Stoke, uh, good start for them. They had a at home and then battered by Liverpool during the week. Yeah, great yeah not, start. <laughs> not such a <laughs> good start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe as Quinny said. This is Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues
3: that there are going to be people other than us that want to use our navigable waterways. Oh, and navigable waterways are navigable because they are navigable waterways.
1: It's a good word, navigable. navigable. I've never used
2: it. Navigable. Navigable. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's try It's not
3: easy, is it? It isn't. Here's Adrian Durham and Darren Goff with a competition.
4: Which former England manager is now the director of football at League Two, Notts County? Um Mike? Ericsson. Okay, you've got to be quicker than this, Mike. Which player scored the winning goal for the Republic of Ireland in their 2-1 victory over Cyprus? Sven, Goran Ericsson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He'd already said it when Adrian said to him, you've got to be quicker. Yeah, said well, it. he was
2: quick, wasn't he? He just, he just did the previous answer, <laughs> like a two-runny sketch. It was. Back with Big Al again. Uh, here he is interviewing the aforementioned Sven, Goran Ericsson.
4: Uh, when you say, "Would you like to come to Nottingham?" Uh, you know, to Nottingham, to Notts County, is it difficult because it's League Two, Sven?
1: Yes, of course it's uh, it's difficult
2: uh, because League Two is uh, well, it's League Two. It is. It Fantastic. Is. We well, <laughs> he got the grips of it quite uh, quite quickly, League Two being League Two, right there. Yeah, what a story uh, that was, uh, Sven at Notts County. Um, and is it me? Yes, it is. Mm. This is the caller to the two mics.
4: Let's talk to Mark up in Glasgow. Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm on.
3: Oh, yeah, no, you <laughs> are. The, that's <laughs> the idea. He's very pleased with himself. And staying with the callers. Well, let's
2: bring in Kevin here, who's in Alloa. Hi, Kev. Oh. How are you, sir? No, bad. Uh, you're a bricklayer. Uh, are you building houses? No. There you go. It's a yes-no game, was not it? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Ian was going to uh, get the gong out. Fantastic. <laughs> this is Jeremy Kyle now with an update from uh, a Cardiff City game.
1: Cardiff, Bristol City into the second half. Soon Cardiff leading 2-0. Uh, you heard it. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: OK. I <laughs> <laughs> Grant A beautiful, beautiful <laughs> bit of gargling there. <laughs> and finally, Andy. And finally, here's Mike Parry alongside Andy Townsend.
1: I like cranberry juice.
3: We're taking out of a little plastic cup. Oh, I can't. It, cranberry juice could kill me. Why? I could die of cranberry juice. And I, and, and it, it has happened. What? <laughs> Does it?
2: <laughs> I don't, don't think it has. Also, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Got to end his, end his many stories of his time working with Mike our, our Legion. But there we are, a few clips of the week. Uh, Pewter from 2009 now. Producer, will dust a few more off next week and
1: hopefully we'll bring you some game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. I'll do it all again with Charlie. Uh, tomorrow, Andy will be back on Wednesday. Um, do hope you can join us then. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available at around four o'clock.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.